Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecan Podcast. Hello, friends. It's Pastor Courtney. So good to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. We are in our fourth week in our PCOM podcast on politics series. And today I'm going to take another perhaps surprising angle. And we are going to talk today about the burdens of leadership. The burdens of leadership. I, I think, at least for me, growing up, there was this idea that um, it was good to aspire to be a leader and to try to seek to um, to work hard, to rise above. But what wasn't talked about as often was the burden of leadership, that leadership comes with a unique set of graces and challenges. So we're going to start off with our scripture this morning. The scripture is from the book of James chapter 1. And James writes, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. So as we think about leadership in the church, uh, for a while, for a, a short season there, pastoral leaders in the Presbyterian church were known as teaching elders. We are now known again as ministers of word and sacrament. There's a long story about why they changed it and why they changed it back. Um, but the point was that we are to teach the people of God. So there's a sense, James is saying, that the teachers of the people of God are held to an even higher standard. And perhaps a higher standard than we hold our earthly politicians, right? I, I imagine there are not many politicians that you wish were your pastors. <laughs> we, we hold them to different standards. Um, but there's a burden that comes with leadership. Not many of us should seek it. Not many of us should go after it because it is a significant weight. And my goal in talking about the burdens of leadership in this particular podcast would be to encourage you to pray for the leaders in your life. Pray for the school administrators. Pray for the politicians. Pray for your pastors. Please pray for us. We need it. Pray for those who are leading and guiding and managing. This has not been an easy season. And we can see that when we look around and see the rates of attrition at these types of positions, there have been so many public health officials that have resigned, that have stepped down, and not because they're not tough, hardy people, but because the pressures in this season have been just off the charts from what they normally are. Pressures on our health officials, pressures on our hospital workers, pressures on our school administrators, pressures on our clergy, pressures on our politicians. And I think one of the things God calls us to do in caring for our leaders is to care for them with kindness. And kindness isn't the same as just being nice to them. Kindness means that we can still work against policies we disagree with. It means that we can still stand up against injustice and oppression. It means that we will be called often to say hard things, to speak truth to power, but we can do all of these things with kindness. 
There are so many stories coming out, friends, from public health officials to school administrators to politicians of people sending emails and texts and calling in with with just such rage and vitriol and unkindness. I spoke in my sermon a couple of months ago about the former Orange County health director. Her name is Dr. Nicole Quick, who resigned after people stood on her front lawn with signs yelling death threats. And she's a mom of three young kids. These young kids witnessed this incredible hatred toward their mom who... I believe was just doing her best with the information she had and working to try to keep people safe in what has been a really difficult and unprecedented global health crisis. So let's think about and talk about how we can acknowledge the burden of leadership and be kind to those who are ruling over us, to those who are guiding us, whether or not we disagree with all of their policies. This is a little bit what Pastor Daryl talked about in the first Peter study when scripture speaks of honoring the emperor. It doesn't mean you can never disagree with the emperor. You can never vote, work to vote the emperor out of office. You, it doesn't mean any of these things, but it means that when we do these things, we do them with integrity and we do them with kindness. We never say, well, the end justifies the means. We say we are going to walk with Jesus and walk in integrity and uh, I was thinking this week of, of a story of when I first began to realize what the burden of leadership meant. And I was in my first pastorate in rural Wisconsin, and I had been there for, I don't know, six or eight months. I was still just in my late 20s. I was young, and I had this wonderful mentor pastor. His name was Pastor Jamie Swanson. He's still pastoring there on the prairies in Wisconsin, just deeply wise, kind, wonderful man. And he used to show up at my office unannounced and say, hey, let's go for a walk. And so I learned to keep a pair of hiking boots under my desk because I was usually wearing these little ballet flats that were not good for the slush and the snow of Wisconsin. So I'd keep hiking boots under my desk. And when Jamie would show up and say, hey, let's go for a walk, we would walk. And he would just listen to my my problems and my challenges and my thoughts and my hopes and my fears and just give kind advice when advice was warranted, but mostly just listen and pray with me. He was deeply kind. He was this giant Scandinavian, blonde hair, big mustache, probably 6'3", 6'4", this giant man, but he had such gentleness about him because he had been walking with the Lord for so very many years. Um he was also delightfully no-nonsense, and when uh, when he came to visit me one day, I was holding a letter in my hands, and I had this look of shock on my face, and he said, what, what is it? What's, what's going on? And, and I said, well, I got, my first, I got my first hate letter, and he laughed, and he said, well, I'm surprised it's taken you this long. Leaders get hate mail, didn't you know? And I said, well, I, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it, but you know, I thought everyone liked me. I thought I was doing a good job. And he said, well, which is it? Does everyone like you or are you doing a good job? Because both of those things can't be true. And then he said something surprising. He said, what in that letter was there so that you would learn something? And I had expected him to say, oh, there, there. It's awful that someone sent you this terrible letter and let's rip it up and let's throw it away. And they don't know anything and you're doing a great job. But instead, he said, is there anything in that letter that, that we can learn from? And I was shocked and, and a little bit bothered by this. And I said, well, it's so mean. And he said, right, but maybe, 
maybe it doesn't have to be a total waste. And so together we read the letter. Someone had written me this hate letter. It was anonymous. Hate letters often are. Um, They had written this letter saying, you call yourself a pastor. Um, I'll spare you some of the language and the details. But basically, they were very angry that I had just done a wedding for someone in my church, and I didn't acknowledge them. And so I knew it couldn't be anyone from the immediate family because uh, they had all spoken. I had acknowledged the immediate family. I'm guessing it was some far-flung relative that I didn't know about. The family didn't tell me about this relative. Perhaps there was estrangement. Um, They weren't part of our church from anything I could tell. But, you know, Jamie read that letter with me and he said, well, you know, maybe the lesson here is to, to make sure you get as full a picture as you can before you preach a funeral sermon to get as full a picture as you can. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I, I think there are ways I could have reached for a fuller picture. I could have taken a little bit more time. And he said, you know, and, and now we throw away the letter. (laughs) And then we did, we threw it away and we went for a walk. And he said, Courtney, you know, you're going to get more of those. And if you do a good job, you're going to get more of those than you would like. And I had this moment of, but I don't want more of those. I don't, I don't want hate mail. Nobody wants hate mail, right? This isn't a pleasant thing. And realizing then, I think for the first time, the burden of leadership, I had always known that I would need to study hard, that I would need to work hard. I was committed to all these things that I need to learn as much as possible and admit when I didn't know things and continue doing continuing education and learn from my congregation. But I hadn't realized that you can do all of those things. You can put your heart on the line as a pastor, as a leader, and still the hate mail will come. And there is a great burden in being a leader. And in the season of COVID, with all that is swirling around in our country, our leaders, pastors, political leaders, public health officials are under a greater burden than many of them have ever been under before. So let's remember the burden of leadership and let's work to be kind Let's work to be kind, to say true things, but to say them in love. And when we feel that rising passion that, oh, I just have to say something and this person is so wrong, write that letter, but then don't send it. Put that letter in a drawer. Wait till you settle down. Wait till there can be a little bit of of coolness in your response. And then write another letter and say what you need to say as strongly as you need to say it, but say it in love say it in love and pray for your pastors pray for your pastors it is a it is a hard season for us one of one of you recently said you know i noticed that in a lot of the pastoral letters you you make a little note you know please be kind be kind to each other be kind to one another do you really need to say that and i said oh yeah oh yeah we need to say that um and by and large our congregation is deeply deeply kind But we all have those moments where we want to lash out, and often leaders are the most visible people to lash out at. So just a peek behind the curtain from your pastor. We are working hard, and we're tired. We're tired. It's been a long season. We are doing our best and serving you as faithfully as we possibly can and walking with the Lord, but we're not going to get it right all the time. And we do. We count on you. We depend on you to call us on those things or to say, you know, maybe you didn't think about, or I disagree with you here, Um, but do it in love, do it in kindness, do it in the grace of Jesus, speaking the truth in love, speaking just the truth is rough. 
And speaking just love doesn't get us to the, to the nugget that is deep within, but speaking the truth in love. All right, I'm off the soapbox now. Um, but I felt I felt really called to do at least one episode on the burdens of leadership, and just a reminder that anyone who is serving in leadership is under a heavy burden, and that's a burden they've chosen and they've trained for, and uh, they you know they know the risks. But it does make a great difference to speak those truths in in kindness and in love, um, and you know, encourage those leaders, encourage those leaders. I have a dear friend who lives out on the East coast and her college president had to make a really tough call on, on classes and how they would resume in the fall. And she said, you know, my heart just goes out to her, this college president. I know this is a hard decision. I know she's going to get so much pushback. So I'm going to leave a bouquet of flowers on her front steps. (laughs) And she, she took these flowers from her garden and wrote this lovely card and just said, you know, I see you and I so appreciate your leadership and you're doing a great job and it matters. And I, I just love that story because so often I think leaders, leaders only hear from people when things aren't going well or when they are upset or when they're frustrated, um, and a lot of us are frustrated about a lot of things right now. We're living through a global pandemic where many of the things we used to rely upon for enjoyment, for entertainment, for distraction, and just for normal life are, are not possible right now. And that's, that's hard, friends. It is hard. We are all grieving and lamenting and longing, and we're all in it together. And so I think the key is when we're feeling all of those hard feelings to feel them and to acknowledge them and to give them to the Lord and not to shove them down, but also not to let them explode all over those who are working hard to, to watch over us, um, and to lead us. And I'm a big believer in, uh, in treating people as if they are, they are doing their best. Even if I disagree with the things that they're doing, that we are on this journey together and we are we are trying our best. All right, off the soapbox. Uh, And just a reminder for all of us to work for the common good as we follow Jesus. Um, And of course, Jesus is the biggest example of standing up in leadership and paying the ultimate price. We see these stories of leaders who paid the ultimate price because they were leading well. And if you're leading well, you're going to get some pushback. And often that pushback can take a violent turn. We see that throughout history. We see that with with leaders all over scripture, right? Stephen wouldn't have been stoned in the book of Acts if he had just gone along to get along, but instead he said, "No, I believe that this Jesus is is the Lord. I believe what he says." And that was that was the end. Leadership has a cost. Leadership has a tremendous tremendous burden. All right, let's turn now to some politically themed recommendations this week. That's right. We are diving into politics in the recommendations section as well. So I wanted to recommend this week two fabulous reads if you are into reading books on politics. And again, I'm not going to lean left or right. I'm not going to push you toward the red or the blue. These are two very bipartisan books. The first, in keeping with our theme for the podcast, is a book by Eugene Cho, who is a pastor out here in the West. He's a pastor who wrote a book called Thou Shalt Not Be a Jerk. (laughs) Thou Shalt Not Be a Jerk, and it's about engaging politics with kindness. It is a fabulous read. He is a great writer. The part that struck me the most is 
right away in his introduction, he says, I'm going to write things in this book that you're not going to agree with, whether you're on the right or the left or right smack dab in the center, I'm going to make you mad at some point. And that's what these deep, hard conversations will do. And then he cites some statistics where he says, you know, we often assume if something has a Christian label on it, that it's good. He says, did you know that over 90% of Nazi Germany identified as Christians right before the Nazis came to power? And these were the people who did not stand up for what was right when Hitler swept through. And some of them did, right? We have stories of people hiding their Jewish neighbors and friends in their attics and their cellars, risking it all. People like Corey Ten Boom, people, um, people across the political spectrum who chose to care for their friends and neighbors rather than follow the evil policies of the state. But that statistic was shocking to me. And then he went on to write that over 90% of the people in Rwanda right before the genocide where people turned on their friends and neighbors and killed them, over 90% identified as Christians. And it was, it was shocking and haunting to me to realize that in two different parts of the world, people who had said, we are Christians, we are following Jesus, had then either committed themselves or acquiesced to these incredible acts of violence and murder and horror. And what a reminder that just, just because we slap a Christian label on, on something, on a country, on a group of people, it doesn't mean it. The label means nothing if the behavior is not following Jesus. So it's a fabulous read. It's a challenging read. Again, that's Eugene Cho's Thou Shalt Not Be a Jerk. I'll link to it in the show notes. Secondly, a book by the professor Amy Trier Black. She is a professor at Wheaton College. Um, she is a faithful Presbyterian. She and her husband, Dan, are both professors there, and they were uh, dear friends of Daryl and I when we were living in Wheaton. But Amy Black has a number of books on bridging the political divide, and the one I want to recommend to you today is called Honoring God in Red or Blue. Honoring God in Red or Blue, it has a um, a book endorsement on the back by Jim Daly, who's the president of Focus on the Family, and he writes that that Amy helps us to look at, um, at these issues with more depth and thoughtfulness. It is a great book. She is a brilliant scholar and a fabulous writer. And it's a good way of saying, okay, you know, I might not be ever changing my political persuasion, but how can I honor God on the side where I find myself, whether that is the red side or the blue side, or um, what are political independents? Are they purple, purple side, whatever side you find yourself on today, highly recommend Amy Black's book, Honoring God in Red or Blue. Um, And it may be fun to read a book like that with someone, a friend, a family member who's on the other side of the political spectrum. And, and say, hey, let's read this together and let's talk. And we're not going to convince each other, poss- probably, possibly, but we can have these conversations. All right, those are our recommendations for the week. We are going to turn to prayer, and I'm going to ask us to pray for some very specific people this morning. As we talk about the burden of leadership, often in this coronavirus pandemic, where the leadership has been most difficult is when we talk about leadership for our children, how do we keep our children safe? And school administrators have been on the forefront of some of those most difficult and controversial decisions. And I want to pray for uh, Dr. Crystal Turner, who is the Saddleback Valley District Administrator. 
school district administrator, and also for Kirsten Vital, who is the Capo Unified School District Administrator. So let's pray um, for Dr. Turner and for Ms. Vital. Let's keep them in our prayers. They are doing a heavy lift as they figure out how children can go back to in-person learning, hybrid learning, while still keeping the distance learning going. It is a it is a tremendous job. And then a little bit uh, closer to home, maybe for, for some of us, let's pray for our PCOM leadership who is caring, who are working to care for children and youth. Let's pray for our preschool director, Vanessa Rennick. Let's pray for our children's director, Stephanie Clay. Let's pray for our youth director, Matt Becerra. Each of the three of these folks have been responding to the ongoing challenges with incredible creativity. They have been working so hard. Um, they've been working so hard, and I see on their shoulders such a burden of leadership in these days. So let us pray for those five this morning. Will you gather with me? And maybe if you feel called, if the Lord puts it on your heart, would you send one of them a note of encouragement this week? Say, hey, Matt, you've been doing a great job. Hey, hey, Stephanie, thank you for the work you've been doing to care for our families. Hey, Vanessa, maybe you've never met Vanessa, but you can say, you know, I know this has been a hard leadership season and I wanted you to know that I prayed for you by name today. Or send an email to Kirsten Vital or Kristen or Crystal Turner, one of our school administrators. I will link to their email addresses in the show notes so you can just click and send Um and maybe you don't know much about what they're doing. You don't know if they're doing a great job or not, but instead you can send them a note and just say, I prayed for you today. I know there's a great leadership burden on, on all of our leaders, each of our leaders in this season. And I'm praying that God would give you strength and courage to do the right thing and to continue on in serving, serving the public, serving our students, serving our youth. So that's my encouragement today as we talk about the burden of leadership. I would love to hear stories from you. I know many of you have worked in leadership positions in your life. Did you ever get hate mail? How did you handle it? Did you ever... Um, did you ever get something, a note of encouragement that meant the world to you? Share that story with me. Uh, pastor Jamie, that mentor pastor of mine, also encouraged me to keep a kudos file. He said, when someone sends you an encouraging note, put it in the file. When someone sends you an encouraging email, print it out and put it on the file. in the file. There will be days where the only thing that keeps you going besides Jesus is to pull out that file and read through some of those letters and remember that you have made a difference in the world. And I'm tearing up telling the story because I have that file. And so many of you, so many of you have sent letters, cards, even, even one-line emails. Um, Daryl got an email he showed me last week. Um, and the, the entire email was this, Dear Pastor Daryl, keep going. And it brought tears to both of our eyes because it's, yeah, it has been a hard leadership season. So, um, whew, okay, this is, this is a, it's a real peek behind the curtain today, friends, but uh, we're all in it together. So I'm, I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit. Those, those things mean the world to people who are leading. Um, so my encouragement to you is to send a note like that to one of the people I mentioned. I will link to each of their emails in the show notes. And Jamie's advice is wise. If you are serving in leadership today, start yourself a kudos file and save those bits of encouragement because there will be seasons where all that keeps you going is Jesus and the reminder that you've made a difference in someone's life.
All right, friends, thank you for joining me. I will link to all those resources in the show notes. It has been such a delight being with you today. Thank you for listening, for tuning in. As always, if you have any thoughts, questions, feelings, things that you want to send my way to be answered on a future podcast, please do courtney.ellis at mypcom.com. All right, friends, until next week, take care, be well, and God bless. Mm -hmm.